Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yo, yo, what's up? Welcome into another special edition of A Good Football Show. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, getting you ready for the NFL Draft 2021 edition. We're going to be using some odds powered by our partners over at PointsBet, and I got a great crew with me to help break some of these things down. My man Vaughn Dalzell, Eric Froton, and of course, the mighty Thor Nystrom. All right, fellas, let's get ready to hop in here. Waste no time. Cut to the chase. NFL Draft a little over a week from now. So here's the thing about these bets. When you see one you like, you got to hop on it fast because these numbers can really get pretty high very quickly. Now, I want to start off kind of what the topic has been, and it's obviously it all circles around the number three draft. I know last time we did this, we also talked about number three picking and draft, but a lot has changed since then. Mainly be, a lot has changed, but then nothing has changed as well. So San Francisco 49ers, they move up to try to get, you know, they move up to get the third pick of the draft. Everybody says it's Justin Fields. Justin Fields has the pro day. Mac Jones was the favorite. Fields has a pro day. Fields becomes the favorite now. The people that I'm talking to, Eric, are still saying that the NFL insiders, the general managers, the guys that know the board are still saying that Mac Jones is the guy. But right now on points bet, the odds have flipped. We have Justin Fields as the favorite on points bet right now to be the third pick in the draft, not to mention the fact Trey Lance is also starting to see his odds shorten. So who's it going to be, Eric? Where are you at with this one? I am sticking to my guns. I'm going my guy, Mac Jones. And right now I'm getting that plus 160. Well, it certainly seems that way, doesn't it? Because, I mean, you have, uh, I mean, a whole host of the biggest prognosticators in the draft industry. Lombardi, Jeremiah, Schefter, Brugler, Schrager, Kuiper, McShay. All of them currently have their mock drafts with Mac Jones in there. That being said, if it's me making the pick, I want Justin Fields. Straight up. I mean, we're talking about the ceiling for Justin Fields, just so much higher than Mac Jones. I feel like he's, you know, he's the number five quarterback in that this class for me due to limited physical traits, despite the success he had at Alabama, throwing to a wide open Devontae Smith. You know, it's, a, it's an advantage we'd all like to have, wouldn't we? So uh, personally, as you mentioned with the value in the bets right now, Mac Jones on points bet is plus 175. Uh, if you look anywhere else around the industry, I mean, he's – around 150. I even saw at a very popular DFS site today, plus 100. We've got the best odds that there are out there in the industry on points bet if you want to go that route. So if you want Mac Jones, it's definitely the place. You're going to get the best odds at plus 175, but I'm going fields. 
That's interesting, Vaughn. I'm still sticking with Mac Jones. So Fields is a, a, a play that a lot of people like. Now, I've seen Charlie Cassidy, once again, former NFL GM. He had Fields mocked to the Steelers at 24. So a lot of the inside NFL circles, Fields seems to be the player that is dropping. Now, with that being said, Trey Lance Pro Day, we're seeing him take a bump on him rise. Where are you stand right now on the number third overall pick in the upcoming draft? This is a definitely an interesting pick for me. I was looking at the odds, and Justin Fields over three and a half is minus 170, but we're all Bingo. talking about him being the third overall pick. So there's definitely an interesting uh, interesting odds here to this pick overall. I mean, a lot of the stuff we're going to see for the next week is going to be a smokescreen. Only, only certain people are going to know what's really going to be happening, who they prefer over what, another player. Um, this entire time, I thought Trey Lance was going to be a much higher pick than what he has been, but he's dropped off on a lot of boards here. So if we're talking about what guy's going to go third overall? I mean, I have to side with Justin Fields as well, um, even though I think this is far too high on on where he was projected overall to start the season and where he ended. He was on a hot streak, but I'm not uh, in love with Justin Fields being a top three pick in general, to be honest. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. Price drop, time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. All right, Thor, let's get ready to bring this one home right here. I'm going to play Fields over three and a half at minus 170. Then I'm going to come back on the back end and play Mac Jones to be the, 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 to be the third pick at plus 175. And I'm also going to sprinkle something on Trey Lance to be on Trey Lance over six and a half at plus 130. And then I'm out. My draft night is done. I'm rich. You know what I'm saying? I can go home. It's over. Turn the rest of the draft off. I've already made my money, and we're not even an hour into it yet. That's for sure. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, the, the conflicting information, the gentlemen have already talked about that, and anyone listening has probably, you know, got, you know heard, heard a bunch of that over the last couple of weeks. I think, you know, speaking to the third name, Trey Lance has been, for me, the dark horse this entire time. I, I talked about it earlier in the process where Trey Lance is the, you know, similar to Pat Mahomes, for instance, where he's a prospect where it just takes one team. If if one team falls in love with that ceiling and Trey Lance to me is, is just south of Trevor Lawrence in, in this class in terms of ceiling, just takes the one team that's like, you know, and the two dudes that are like, we, you know, we can get him. And not only that, but we can turn him into this. Um, I, I think that if it's not Mac Jones, 
um, than it's Trey Lance, I, I think. This is just a guess. It, it's a, the total supposition on my part, but like it, all that stuff came out about Mac Jones, including, I mean, Froton was mentioning the names, but like Adam Schefter came out and definitively was like, this is what is going to happen. You know, and then Peter King reported that it was like, you know, right now, you know, if, it, if the draft is right now, they'd probably take Mac Jones, you know, et cetera. Uh, but like, so, so either, you know, people high up in the brass of, of the 49ers uh, lied to uh, these really respected reporters in, in such a way that they would uh, disseminate that as, you know, as, as reports um, or else, you know, it was that uh, they were being honest. I don't know what they would have to gain uh, by being honest in that situation. So th- that's where you get the sort of smokescreen idea. And uh, we haven't heard them attached to fields a lot, but the Trey Lance is just sort of lingering there. Um, and, and you mentioned they, they went down to his pro day uh, this uh, I think I think it was yesterday on, on Monday um, and Lance looked great, you know, of course, because he's got the, the bazooka, the arm and everything. But um, if, if there was one, I mean, none of us have information on this. Not only do we not have it, uh, Adam Schefter doesn't have it. Peter King doesn't. The, the people that usually have this information do not have it. They're reporting, you know, it's all over the place. Um, and so like but right now, just, you know, in terms of the odds, looking at it on the board that. Uh, Lance remains to this I and mean, before, like when we were talking like two weeks ago, you could have gotten him like plus 700 plus 800, but like, I, I think you can still get him, you know, some places, you know, plus if, if you could still get plus 400 or above, I, I think that that would be the only bet I would make on, on, on that just because of the, how low the other, the other two are. Trey Lance on points bet right now to be the third overall pick of the NFL draft coming in at 325. Obviously you want to shop for the breast price, but that's what we got going down and shaking over at all. Uh, points bet right now so we're going to get into some player uh, positions drafting also a little bit later on position totals and which team will draft certain players we'll also get into that and kind of get some of you guys picks coming up on uh, what you think is going to happen a little over a week from today on nfl draft night obviously the nfl draft is a very special time the rosters are set and then we can start to push forward and really look forward to getting into involved into the upcoming nfl season all right vaughn here we go my dallas cowboys have the 10th pick of the draft i am looking at a cornerback duo of Diggs and Sertan. Right now, Sertan on points bet. Ten and a half is the number where it's set at. The over is at minus 125. The under is coming in at $1.05 for the Alabama quarterback. All my Dallas Cowboys, America's team, I don't want to, you know, offend anybody, you know, get anybody upset when I talk about the greatness of the stars and stripes of America (laughs) and the Dallas Cowboys. But Vaughn, are my Cowboys going to have Diggs entertained in the backfield just like they had together, just like they were together at Alabama? I grew up in Pittsburgh. My brother is a Cowboys fan. So I've heard this over and over. So it's nothing new to me, buddy. But I I love this pick. I mean, last year I got burnt on CeeDee Lamb. I thought he was going under his projection. He dropped down to the Dallas Cowboys, and that was one heck of a pickup for them. And I think that kind of set them up for this year now because they've solidified a lot of positions that they had. Obviously, the Dak Prescott injury hurt them a lot heading into this year. But I think that they're going to be able to go get a guy like that that's the top of their position. Whatever position they think is their most needed position, they're going to have a great ability to be able to go get that guy because all these quarterbacks, wide receiver, and Kyle Pitts are going to be off the board right away. So if you're looking at a lineman, you're looking at a corner, you're looking at a linebacker like Micah Parsons, you can get that guy right away. But I do think Patrick Sertan is the best guy available for them at that point. And, uh, I mean, you've watched enough of their games last year, you know, their secondary. That's been uh, terrible. You, yeah, that's that's being gracious. So <laughs> I think that's a good fit for them. And uh, I, I'd be okay with Patrick Sertan there, number 10. Well, on the secondary has been terrible since Deion Sanders left. So that gives <laughs> you how far I'd go back. Um, 
but though, let me let me hop in here. Sertan, 10 and a half. And also, will Sertan be the first defensive player drafted? Yeah, so for me, the, the 10 and a half number, it, it's a mistake. I, I, I was talking with Froton earlier in the past couple of days. We, we've looked at not, not just some of these, but we've seen all of the, the you know, over under uh, slot, uh, you know, props or, or around the you know, around the globe. And you can see, you know, there's like hundred, right? Like, you know, it's at some point, um, Sertan of that group, this is one of my, the favorites, not, not just from what we're talking about today, but like literally any bet that you can get. I see this as, you don't want to say lock, uh, <laughs> but I, I find it very hard to believe that, uh, it, it, okay, the question is whether he gets to the Cowboys. It's not whether the Cowboys are going to take him. If Sertan yeah. gets there, the Cowboys are, they will have that card written out in advance, right? <laughs> and so, like, if, if he gets there, Jerry will just be like, run up to the podium and, you know, submit the pre-written card. Uh, it, it just makes so much sense. It, it's this acute need that you've had for a very long time. Uh, the, the, not only the best cornerback uh, prospect in, in this class, he's the best defender in this class as well. And he's the best corner, by the way, by by a little bit. Uh, you know, it's it, it's not close. Um, and so, like, you have that need. That's the, the, the you know, he, and it seems like he could get there, right? Like, because, you know, of all the quarterbacks and, and sort of those offensive unicorns, you know, up, up above there. Um, however, you know, there's and, and this goes to why this is is, is a bad number. It, it's not just the Cowboys. Like I said, that what it becomes with Sertan is the Cowboys sweat in waiting for him because they're going to have to sweat through the three teams above them. The first pick he could go to is the Lions. Uh, that would only happen if Chase isn't there. Now, I, I don't know if, you know, if, if, if Sertan would be the audible there. Um, but then, it, you know, it becomes like, do we want to take Devonta Smith for the wide receiver thing? Do we want to? Go Sertan, do we want to go Parsons? You know, like that, that, you know, those are sort of addressing your your primary needs, unless you sort of want to go off off the grid a little bit. Chase makes so much sense for the Lions, but again, if, if Chase isn't there, then you get beyond them, the Panthers, who before in the process we're all talking about needed a quarterback. Obviously, they don't need one of those anymore. Uh cornerback is is now one of their you know top two needs or or, or so. So he is also in play for them. Matt Rule and in, in that administration did use every single pick last season on defense. So you know, you would think that maybe they would lean offense, but cornerback does remain a need. And Matt Rule very much is a defensive coach who will very much love Patrick Sertan, uh for sure. And then the team right before the Cowboys is the Broncos. And if the Broncos don't take a quarterback and they don't take an offensive lineman, almost well, okay. So, so those two, and then Parsons or Sertan, you know, it'd be like one of those two positions or else Parsons or Sertan. So like, again, it's, it's three different teams above, above Dallas for me at this price at 10 and a half for Sertan, you have three legitimate bites of the apple before the, the apple is just going to go down the throat. Like I, I really like that number. Now that 10 and a half, I think is a good number. And I, I like it right now on points best sitting at a dollar Oh five. I want to switch it up a little bit, uh, Froton, and I want to talk about Kadarius Tony, the Florida wide receiver. Right now, his number is sitting at 27 and a half. 27, the 27th pick in the draft belongs to Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, and that crew. They could always do some wide receiver help. It seems like when wide receivers get into Baltimore, it's kind of like they're on the back end of their career or it's not really working out. Really haven't seen no big time studs. Can Tony be that stud wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens? That number sitting at 27 and a half right now. The under is juiced to a dollar 20. But before you answer that, I do have one question. Will the Detroit Lions draft a quarterback in the first round? I do not think the Detroit Lions will draft a quarterback in the first round simply because they have so many needs. Okay. So if I was them, I would probably sit there and I would, when my pick comes on the board, I'd take that 15 minutes and I would take all offers and the best one that came 
I would get because they have too much to do. Uh, I would probably sit there. Trey Lance is on the board. Go get him because this is the first draft, and you're hearing all, all the rumblings about it. There's predictions that there's going to be five quarterbacks taken in the top 10 picks. It'd be the first time that's ever happened in the history of the NFL draft. So when you have that much uh, of a premium on the quarterback position, everybody's looking to move up. And you're in the position that the Lions are at, which is, you know, adios, Matt Patricia. I got a new regime coming in. He's going to want to pick some groceries, you know, the new staff. Um, let them go and do their work and get as many, like Thor would say, bites at the apple as you possibly can, trade down, you know, four, five, six slots, and still be able to get an extremely talented player wherever you're going to go there. Likely, I mean, they could use a wide receiver. They could they could use just about anything. But uh, I think that they're going to be a little more, more pragmatic and, uh, and entertain a trade down, my personal opinion. And when it comes to Tony at 27 and a half? Uh, with, you know, I like the over in general of wide receivers taken in the first round. It's currently at four and a half. Uh, I like it to be five, maybe even six. And definitely Kadarius Tony could be in that mix. He's going to be in the the Bateman, Elijah Moore, Terrace Marshall, Kadarius Tony range, that second tier of wide receivers. The question is, where is the premium on each of these receivers? You know, Kadarius Tony, lightning fast. You know, he's got good size, 6'1", 170. You cannot catch him in the open field. You're not going to tackle him. He's electric in that sense. But he's a manufactured touch guy. I'm dubious. I think I'm going to go over on Kadarius Tony because I think that Elijah Moore is a more well-developed wide receiver. You can stretch the field with him. You can't stretch the field with Tony as much. Uh, Rashad Bateman, we saw him do damage in 2019 on the outside. And Terrace Marshall had the highest contested catch rate in all of college football last year. And he's a big target, 6'3", 200 pounds. Uh, I'm going to go with the over on Kadarius Tony because he's limited in the way you have to scheme him touches. Interesting stuff right there, Vaughn. Let's hop in right here. Electric running back from the University of Clemson, the Clemson Tigers. Travis Etienne right now sitting at 34 and a half. It is minus 115, so it's up and down on both sides over there at points bet. Two questions, Vaughn. Travis Etienne, 34 and a half over under. And also, will there be any running backs drafted in the first round of this year's draft? So this was one of the most intriguing prop bets to me, um, the running backs in general, because up until probably an hour ago, I was on the no running back wave in the first round. But I spoke to somebody who covers the Pittsburgh Steelers back home, and they were telling me, I asked them basically, is Najee Harris a smokescreen or not? And he said that Najee Harris to Pittsburgh could really be a viable option right now. They want to fix the running game. They just lost James Conner. So if you're looking at a running back in the first round, I actually think Najee Harris could be that guy. Um, just from what Pittsburgh has preferred over time, the running back committees and uh, what they've liked the running backs to do. I think he's a guy that fits before Travis Ntiani gets in there for Clemson with a 34 and a half. I think that this guy is going to be a second round pick and, uh, th- there's going to be a lot of teams that could trade up in the second round and go get, go get somebody that they really like. And I think that he's a guy that could be that mold, but I think there's going to be, if we don't see as many receivers get in the first round as Eric just spoke on. I think that you could see a guy like Travis get bumped backwards and lose some of his value. So I actually say over 34 and a half. And if you're betting for a running back to get drafted, I would take the Steelers to draft a running back first because I think them and the Jets are the only two teams that actually are viable destinations for either of those two guys. And the Jets have too many holes right now that they're probably going to pass on a running back that early in the first round. You see, I'm so confused with the Pittsburgh Steelers because it's like, are they not running the ball? 
because they didn't run the football at all last season. It was it was like, why didn't they just run the football? The quarterback is washed, on that right away. Yeah, the quarterback is washed up. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't so, need to be throwing no, no stuff on up The quarterback is washed up. <laughs> the quarterback is washed up. And they just sit up there and they got him throwing, throwing, throwing. And I'm like, you still got running backs in the backfield. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thor, let me ask you a question. Um, you know, I want, I want your opinion on Etienne and, 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 the, and the Steelers running game. And then when I ask you, then when I, I want to talk to you about Rashad Bateman at 38 and a half, and also rank these wide receivers for me. But first, your thoughts on the Steelers running game and Etienne. Yeah, I well, so I don't think that ETN would be a fit for them. I mean, obviously, you know, in terms of traditionally what they look for, Dajay Harris just is sort of the the next evolution of that. And then I think Javonta Williams too uh, sort of fits the the paradigm there. Uh, ETN would be going completely against their their running back philosophy of the last. Oh man, go! I mean, going back a while, you know, like the the more Reggie Bushy type, of, you know, north south explosive guy. Uh, so, so I don't, I don't see that as a fit. But I, I agree that that Najee Harris would would, would make a you know a, a ton of sense there. And when it comes to the wide receivers, Bateman sitting at thirty eight and a half. Uh, where would you rank him in the wide receivers in this draft class? And do you think he gets over under thirty eight and a half? So I have him uh, wide receiver five. So so I would have him well above this, but even, you know, sort of my biases aside, uh, th- this number is too high. Uh, so I, I'm under, you know, the, the, the 38 and a half. I think there's a really good shot that Bateman goes in the first round, like a really good shot. Um, it, but this, where it's set here at 38 and a half, it, it gives you the opportunity of, you know, like the teams at the top of the second round, right? Like in addition, right? So like, you know, uh, Jaguars, Jets, I'll just list off the, so it's Jaguars, Jets, uh, Falcons, Dolphins, Eagles, and then uh, Bengals would all be constituted in the second round after y- you had the first round. I don't see any way that Rashad Bateman gets to 40. If he does, the NFL has made an enormous mistake. But, I mean, he went out and proved the the sort of uh, only nitpick about his profile earlier, uh, which was like athleticism-based things, and and he has put those things to bed. Um, and, and obviously on, on tape, he's proven that he can play both in, in the slot and, and, and on the boundary at a very high level. So I, 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 th- that's another thing that I think is a, is a mistake line. I, I'll go under on that one. Interesting. Under on Bateman. All right, all right, Eric, let's get in here. Let's talk about the, the hog mollies. Landon Dickerson, 51 and a half. University of Alabama. I'm hearing some people saying that this guy is the best offensive lineman in the draft. They're saying he's one of the best Alabama offensive linemen ever. 51 and a half seems like a big number for this uh, for Mr. Dickerson. 
I think it's a titanic number from Mr. Dickerson. I mean, the really only question you're going to have about him is just his, his knee. Uh, he tore his left ACL uh, late in the season, but still famously went out and took the last snap in the national title game because a uh, consummate teammate, everybody loves him. All the coaches rave about him. First team All-American. He ran the show at Alabama's uh, Joe Moore award-winning offensive line, which goes to the best offensive line in all of football. And it was Landon Dickerson who's the shot caller. He's calling all the assignments. He's, you know, he's cut. You get him on the second level and you're a linebacker and it's time to turtle because you're going to get hurt. If Landon Dickerson at 6'5", 333 is coming around the edge, you don't want it. I mean, everything you, you look at him about Landon Dickerson is what you want. The only Interior offensive lineman, I think you can even make a case that uh, that is better than him is Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, I'm very comfortable saying that he's the top guy. But then you're looking at Creed Humphrey or Landon Dickerson pretty much for that second best interior lineman. And we're talking about getting halfway through the second round. That's simply not happening. Uh, for instance, Mel Kuyper, number 39 in his mock. Brugler, number 38. Uh, Sam Monson from PFF, number 27. Daniel Jeremiah had his man number 29. I mean, this is half is you're 20, you know, uh, spots down. I mean, you're taking a number 27, which nobody's going to bat an eyelash at that if you need a new, and especially you look at, uh, you know, Pittsburgh. Say Pittsburgh wants to go that direction. Marquise Pouncey just retired. You stick Landon Dickerson in, guess what? Picking right up where he left off, you know? So I just think there's so many teams that could simply say, all right, we're going to stick Landon Dickerson in the middle of our, uh, line and we're not going to worry about it. Plus the versatility where he could, he's played started at least one game at every single position on the line in college. You can do whatever you want with him. So uh, just being a movable chess piece, uh, a mean streak, everything about him, give me under 51 and a half to the bank. All right. Take that one to the bank right there. My man, Eric Froton says under 51 and a half for the big hog Molly from the university of Alabama and Landon Dickerson. Listening and watching to a good football show, NBC Sports Edge, Corey Parson, Vaughn Dalzell, Eric Froton, and the mighty Thor. Nystrom, that is. All right, fellas, before we get into some player draft positions and team needs and stuff like that, I do want to go around the horn, and Vaughn, I will start with you. The question is quite simple. Obviously, since we've seen our first look at Sunshine, uh, a.k.a. Trevor Lawrence, I call him Sunshine because he reminds me of the quarterback from Remember the Titans, the same long flowing locks, California, whatever you want to call them, sunshine. All right, listen, <laughs> Vaughn, everybody, since we, since we first laid eyes on him, no doubt 2021 first pick of the NFL draft, even brought Urban Meyer out of retirement to go down to Jacksonville to coach him. Is Trevor Lawrence a no doubt lock, can't miss, best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck? I have 10,000 units on it, so it must be Corey. No, I'm just kidding. But, I mean, honestly, yeah, this is the guy they've wanted all season long. They've talked about it. I mean, he's been locked in from from the get-go. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft, and, I mean, I, I know we're going to get to some of them and talk about, you know, which ones might come later on in, in, the, in, the, in the second and third rounds. But I think we're going to see a lot of quarterbacks come off the board in the second round too, uh, just like the, the first round we'll see. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately – Guys like Kyle Trask get just get left out the bunch, um, just because you know, there's if you're not going top five as a quarterback, you're you're probably not going to be a first round pick anymore, and that's how it's been uh, relatively as of late, this past couple of years. Uh, Thor, let me ask you. Say, I mean, same question. No doubt, lock 
lock seal signed the limit trevor lawrence and if tour was in this class would he be a first round pick for sure yeah he, he okay. would um yeah i mean as, as far as lawrence goes yes uh you know he, you get one of those guys probably once a decade it's, it's not you know it's not once a lifetime but once a decade and he's he's this decades you know and i think luck is is, is the right name there and maybe you go elway if you go back the, the one before um and then as far as uh as Tua, for sure. I mean, like, uh, you know, if it was just the two of the, you know, that we'd evaluated coming in, um, I mean, he's certainly going to be behind Lawrence. I, I think he would have been behind Wilson, too. Um, it would It's really interesting if you, like, parse his profile at the time against Fields and uh, Lance. Uh, Mac Jones would definitely be six for me on that list. But uh, as far as those guys, uh, you know, the, that group of three, that that would, you know, be interesting. I, I think he'd probably fall behind Fields and then, you know, probably be just a, a pick the flavor thing of, of the evaluator weighing the ceiling against the risk, you know, him against Lance. All right, uh, Froton, thoughts on Lawrence and another question on two. Are the Dolphins drafting the quarterback in the first round next year? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All these salty Dallas fans, you know. They're, they're no, no, I'm, not, I'm, not hating, I'm not hating. I'm just saying, are, are we really sold on Tua? Uh, personally, I am not completely sold on Tua, though I do agree he'd probably be in that that four or five range. With I'd probably take Trey Lance over him, just for the sheer physical package and the ball of clay aspect that you could really, you know, use with him. Um, so I'm not the biggest Tua fan, frankly. I, I liked Herbert more than him. Uh, last season, you know, I was pounding the drum. I mean, Herbert, you all know about him. Anyways, uh, when it comes to Trevor Lawrence, what you don't realize, too, he can make all the throws. He makes the reads, comfortable in the pocket. Uh, he's got all the intangibles. But in, in addition to that, when he really needs to bring the horse out of the barn, if you saw him in the playoffs the last couple of years, they'll run some read options with him, and he's got some gas. The, the I mean, horse? he's – Fast. You, the run sorry, last season against Ohio State may have been the best play of his career. That was in a big time ball game. That was a big time run. So I definitely uh, give a shout out to him for that. All right, let's get ready to uh, wrap it up. I want to go around the horn a couple more times. Total quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Vaughn, the number on points bet is sitting at five and a half. If you like the over, you can get at the juicy odds of plus three hundred. Trevor Lawrence, um, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Kyle Trask. And can we get Kellen Mond into the first round? Absolutely not. There's, there's no <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, I like on it. I think there'll yeah, I think there'll be five quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Some on the under there. I know that's there's a lot of juice delay, so it's probably unbettable for most people. I think that if you have the option for uh, quarterbacks taken in the first and second round, you have that around like six and a half, maybe seven and a half. I would take the over. I think Kyle Trask finds his name in the second round. Davis Mills from Stanford has got a lot of attention lately. He's been climbing up a lot of draft boards. A lot of experts loving him and hearing a lot. You see teams like uh, Chicago, Las Vegas. Uh, I mean, maybe even Seattle getting a guy to replace Russ in the future. Not saying that's going to happen, but, you know, if you got something over six and a half quarterbacks in the first two rounds, I would take that before I would take uh, over five and a half in the first round. Still no chance we get to six, five and a half. I'm, I'm, trying, to get, I'm trying to hit that plus 300. No. For, for sure. I mean, and Corey, we talked about this last time that I'm sort of reticent always to lay a juice at, at that price. You know, like the when you get like up to minus 400, this is one of the few instances where I would actually consider it because there's absolutely okay. no chance that six quarterbacks go in the first round. There's none. 
I, the, zero. I mean, like, uh, I mean, for sure not Kellen Bod. Trask definitely is not going <laughs> there. Like, the, I mean, like, you even try to come up with the sixth one, and every single one just sounds absurd. Like, even yeah, even Davis Mills, who's you know his hype trade has taken off way too far. By by the way, beyond objective reality already. But even if even if the train kept going, even people that love Davis Mills would be like, "What the hell? Why'd you take Davis Mills at twenty eight? You know, or whatever." So <laughs> there's absolutely no chance that six quarterbacks are going in the first round. Eric, that's a, are we are we all in agreement? No, no six quarterbacks in the first round. That is a hard no. Okay, and uh, to, to get to Davis Mills, maybe just elaborate on that a little bit. I happen to you know love uh, his under. I've seen it out there at one forty and a half in wow. terms of what his over under is in a draft. Bad number. It's really that bad is number. insane as well. So you run, don't run walk. You run to that book and you put that under in for minus one forty and a half uh, on. Davis Mills, he's going way under. I feel like I'm. I feel like the way you guys have kind of convinced me to be like, you know what, Corey, go ahead, lay the four hundred, walk away with five hundred, and and call it even. Are, are, are we that safe on that? I think that's a three hundred dollars, Corey. That's a three hundred dollars. <laughs> Everybody's like, that's a three hundred dollars. All right, cool. <laughs> I, I might, and my receiver position may get a little bit tougher. The total that we're looking at right now is four and a half. The over is juiced to minus two twenty eight on points bet. The under is sitting at a dollar sixty on the plus side. Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, Rashad Bateman, Kadarius Tony. That is five right there. Are we correct, Vaughn? Yes, sir. I think that's a pretty good number to have. The over four and a half there. I mean, we all we kind of talked about Tony, Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall, Bateman. Those are the second tier receivers there. Um, I'm really interested in the total number of defensive players taking this one. It's at a low thirteen and a half. Because a lot of quarterbacks and wide receivers, uh, we talked about, we didn't talk about tight ends yet outside of Kyle Pitts, but there's another tight end that could sneak in the first round too. So there's a lot of guys, I think, that can get in receivers, um, another tight end, offensive linemen, a lot of offensive positions in general. So I think I would take the over wide receivers at four and a half. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Five and a half too, if you could get it. I think, I think we can get six receivers in the first round. What do you think about that, Eric? Five half, five, five, six receivers. So you would take the over four and a half, and would you take the over five and a half for receivers in the first round? I love the over four and a half. Uh, absolutely. I just think there's there's too many of those second tier receivers that are very appealing guys that mm-hmm. uh, you're going to have a lot of teams wanting to go up and get. Uh, I have no problem absolutely laying that money and uh, and going hard at that over four and a half with the wide receivers, no doubt. There's a big drop-off, too, between the second and third tier of these receivers. So teams might be encouraged to want to go up and get these guys and not let them last in the second round because it might be too late. All right, and you always see it. Sorry. You always see every year it seems like there's more receivers than you think are going to go every season. All those tweeners that look like they're going, ah, they're going to be second round or first round. They end up getting bumped. So, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you, Vaughn. So I want to get you in here and talk about these wide receivers. It looks like that 228 is something that we also uh, agree on. So maybe maybe we take $628 out the bank and we walk away with $828. i am down with that. We, we're making so much money today. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would go the over the four and a half as well. I, I wouldn't be as bullish at five and a half um, just because that then you get into sort of the variance, you know, sort of a thing. But like, I, I think five is a is a good number. I, I do have to correct something I said before. I, I said Bateman was my receiver five. He's actually four if you don't consider Pitts a, a receiver. And I do think he's going in the first round. You know, like I just mentioned, I, I'll, I'll be shocked if he if he died i'd be very surprised and then you know outside of that it's you know that that group that these guys are talking about i don't i don't find Kadarius tony a first round pick and i i don't think he'll go in the first round but 
he could, he absolutely could. But then, you know, it's, it, it's the other guys uh, th- that I'm more, you know, thinking is like Terrace Marshall and Elijah Moore specifically, and they're kids that the NFL likes a lot. Um, and also, you know, offers two very different uh, skill sets, but both of them are uh, right there. So I, you know, I think, you know, among those three guys getting the other one, in addition to, you know, in my opinion, Bateman, I, I think getting to five is um, I, th- that feels fair to me, but yeah, once, it, once the number gets to five and a half, that's where it's like uh, too much variance for me to invest in. All right, there you go right there. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, Vaughn Dalzell, Eric Froton, and the mighty Thor Nystrom. Listen, all the work that we're doing is you can find it over at NBCSportsEdge.com. Hop in there, get all the draft property, all the draft bets. It's all published. It's all good to go. Print it out. Go to the window and make some money with our partners over at PointsBet. Once again, Corey Parson, for the crew, a good football show, special edition. We are out. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find?